This is the Chiefs' official podcast network. Take advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Well, hello, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to this edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holtis with you, voice of the Chiefs, along with the man, the 10-year NFL veteran, the man we call Shop, Barbershop, uh, the Richmond Spider, Sean Barber. And Sean, we're going to explore a question that I get asked on a daily basis several times a day in some instances, is what is this looking like, the OTA world, in the virtual world of our stay-at-home protocol? And we're going to feature now Travis Kelsey in this segment. So our title here, with all due respect uh, to the Beastie Boys, uh, that, I mean, Kelsey brought this back, right? you got to fight for the right to get ready. That's what this podcast is. So I'm going to just talk to you here a second. We're in a virtual world here, all of us are and have been for two months. How do you get ready for an NFL season? First of all, in a normal environment, what must you do to get ready to play uh, the National Football League, maybe the most intriguing game on the planet? Man, and if you want to talk about how amazing life is and how everything is intertwined and how just uh, having a message in a moment with one of my kids the other day, I told him the, the failure to prepare is preparing to fail. And he asked me where I said, man, some coach told me that when I was about 10 years old. I didn't understand it at the time. But he says, yeah, you got to you got to prepare yourself for success, because if you if you lack that foresight to prepare to be successful, you're failing to to prepare. And that is, in a way, preparing to fail. And if you look at what Travis Kelsey has done throughout his career, especially last season, we saw it in first. We had first glance of him coming to training camp early, being there early, being ready. I mean, he looked like he was in the best condition of his life. Um, we saw the spring in his step. We saw how he, you know, the, the get off, how quickly he was bouncing around. And then after the catch, planting his foot and getting vertical. Um, that was something we just hadn't seen um, 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 before from Kelsey. And, and it was amazing seeing a the guy there when it was just rookies around, right? Coming off of a surgery, coming off of an injury, just rookies around. And he was going, he was gunning it like full throttle um, um, from day one. I was stunned by it, Shop. The other thing was he got on a whole nother plane to me with Patrick Mahomes during that time, even before the veterans got there in that two or three days that they had together. I mean, uh, Kelsey showed up as if he was a rookie trying to make the team. And he and Mahomes started that, and it just never stopped. But I want to ask you, after playing in the year, or playing in the league for 10 years, and people talk about the emotion part of the game, and you've got to prepare yourself emotionally. What I found out, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you prepare yourself physically and mentally, that makes you prepared to be more confident emotionally. So for physical and mental preparation now, how much tax is this on the discipline of any player with the Chiefs or any player in this league right now in this stay-at-home protocol that we saw last year from Kelsey when he wasn't in this protocol but acted like it? I think I think it's just about being about your business, you know, accepting that uh, not all pros act like pros. Some some guys take the off season to uh, wine and dine themselves, uh, let the let the conditioning get down a little bit. They figure, hey, we got we got we got 16 weeks of OTAs, those organized training um, um, sessions to get back in shape. Um, it's a long season. Um, you, you can't go 90 percent. Uh, 12 months straight. So, you know, take two or three months off, then you can slowly get back into it. 
Matt, I, I, I was never built that way. Um, you know, growing up young man, um, the, the, the only football player I really idolized was Jerry Rice. And the one thing I heard about Jerry Rice was that, uh, you know, he played a, a very long um, career in the NFL, but every season he would take two weeks off. He took two weeks off, one week to reflect about the previous year, went back over to film and tape, self-correct, another year to uh, try, try to let his body just have a, a seven-day healing process. But then he immediately got back into the conditioning phase. And yeah, you're not beating yourself up like you do at practice, but that conditioning level, the mental, getting, getting yourself back into that routine was something that he never got out of shape throughout his illustrious um, um 15 plus year career. And that was something I tried to emulate even in my early uh, college days. I wanted to be one of the best conditioned athletes on the field and not only on my team, but in the league. Well, Travis Kelsey becomes exhibit A for this. And again, our defending the kingdom approach here is you got to fight for the right to get ready. Because last year, Travis Kelsey did not participate in OTAs. He couldn't. He had ankle surgery. And so he spent the offseason basically doing what everybody's doing now, doing things virtually, uh, working out on his own, rehabbing. But then he had to go to camp early. And so we've already established that he came to camp like a demon, man, working it. But here's the result. And this is a stat that I've quoted nationally and throughout the Chiefs' kingdom for months. The Chiefs lost 190 quarters. This was not an easy season to get the Super Bowl 54 championship. And I'm on NFL Network tomorrow, and I'm going to say it again. 190 quarters, the Chiefs lost with 13 of the 22 original starters in week one that missed time. Shop, Kelsey was not one of those guys. He played every quarter for 19 stinking games. And these were tough quarters. If you go back and watch this video of Sean, he had to make tough catches. He ground through kind of being beat up a little bit. But I've never seen a guy maybe more ready to go to start a season than Travis Kelsey, and he was built to last for that 19-game run to a title. Definitely. And you talk about the position he plays. I mean, he's a guy that uh, infiltrates the middle of your defense, right? He's making all of his hay uh, from the line of scrimmage to about 20 yards deep. He has targets. He has missiles. He has hitters coming to hit him from every angle. Um, so it's, it's one thing when you play on the right side as a receiver, left side as a receiver, you're a running back who uh, primarily uh, attacks the perimeter of the defense. You, you, you're knowing where they're coming from. But when you're a tight end and you release and you get into that middle third, you turn around 20 yards, catch that ball, you got linebackers coming to hit you, safeties, corners, D linemen out of the pack. You got guys coming from all angles. And he took hits from all angles, but he kept getting up. That's what they say, man. The toughest of the toughest, they keep getting up. Or at that position, too, he may have to block. I'm watching video where he's got maybe a one-on-one -on -one against a tackle sometimes in some of these schemes, or he's run blocking, or he's got to block you. If you're coming as a linebacker off a dog, he's got to pick you up in a speed rush. I mean, it's not like he's avoiding contact. And to your point, he's taking more contact than eligible receivers, maybe any of those guys. Definitely, especially because he's been so effective. And so you saw what the New England Patriots did. Um, that was something that was even two seasons ago, right? Put a line back on front of him. You want to jam. You want to you want to chuck. You want to make sure you get hands on Kelsey early in the route, later on down the field. We know numerous times that, you know, sometimes the referee don't call illegal uh, chucks, illegal hits downfield against Kelsey because he is so good. We've seen safeties and stuff take 
shots at him uh, when he's away from the ball. Uh, just trying to, you know, trying to chip, chip at him. And, and, and hopefully they, they try to hope that that tree will fall down at some point and not get back up. But as a testament to a man, one competitor to another, he continued to answer the bell. There was never a round in the in the in the in the Super Bowl run for the Kansas City Chiefs where that bell went off and Kelsey wasn't one of the guys ready to go fight. And shop how many plays he had to make to get a first down, not just the like the corner route in Mexico City, which was an unbelievably great route and catch, but stuff third and four, he gets five and stretched out and ran the route at the right level and, and just fought his way to do it. Uh, he had an incredible year. You see of his overall stats, you know, four straight 1,000-yard seasons in the 97 to 1229. There's way more to the Travis Kelsey story of 19 that leads us to discussion here in 2020 than people realize. So let's hear from the man himself. Had a chance to talk with the guy that, hey, you got to fight for the right to party. In this segment, you got to fight for the right to get ready. All right, here we are. Man, Kels, it is awesome to see you, my friend. How you doing? My guy, the voice. It's Kels. (laughs) How you handling all this? Oh, man, I'm going quarantine crazy over here in a good way. In a good way, though. In a good way. I'm uh, I'm catching up on – a lot of the movies and all the TV shows and enjoying some good family time. And um, I'm working out. I've, I, I grabbed a house in uh, Kansas City last year. I'd been living downtown for my first five, six years. And um, I've just been enjoying my, my new home and, uh, and, and this, uh, this offseason. I'm going to open the pool here once it gets warm. Yeah. And we'll get it going, man. But uh, all for the most part, just motivated to, to get back with the guys and do this all over again. I mean, uh, all the fellas have been trying to, you know, piece together opportunities where we can we can work out together or um or even just get around a field and, and and throw the ball around but um for the most part just just trying to stay sane and uh, and enjoy the people around me i like your shirak hall of fame back there that's like oh yeah man, well I got, I got the maids and the landscapers here right now uh i should say the cleaning ladies maids is such an old terrible term the, the cleaning ladies are here so I, they, there's vacuums and there's tractors everywhere so sorry about the noise i went to the closet to, to stay a little quiet it makes it real i'm gonna your year your last year was phenomenal I, i've said this before i'll say it again the fact that you worked to get ready okay four thousand yard seasons in a row it's never been done in nfl history you're the youngest guy to have 450 catches six thousand yards we know all that you're going to the hall of fame someday and i will go to your i'm still walking around but a long way to go Last year, my friend, last year, you got to camp with Pat and the quarterbacks on July 22nd, I think, and I watched you work. We had 13 guys, 13 starters out of 22 guys that missed time, 190 quarters. You did not miss a single quarter. How did you get ready for the 2019 season and you just were able to grind all the way through it? How would you do that? Well, you – um. <laughs> What people don't see is uh, is what's going on Monday through Friday, uh, and um, you know I don't do this by myself. There's, I'd be I'd be silly to say that I was out here doing this by myself. We have some of, and, and when you think about how um, how do you prolong the entire season? Like how do you, how do you prolong your body for the entire season? How do you keep your body fresh every single week? Um, how are you how are you able to uh, build your routine weekly so that by the end of the year weeks 19 20 21 you know when they really matter when the games really matter 
you're able to go out there and perform um, at your peak, knowing that your body is in the best shape that it can possibly be in. Um, I'd be silly if I said I did that by myself. Um, I, I have a, I have an unbelievable training staff at, at, at the Kansas City Chiefs um, facility. Uh, Rick Burkholder, David Glover, Evan Kraft. I mean, you name it. Just go down the line of everybody in that office um, and everybody in that room. I mean, I've, I've single-handedly worked with all of them on, on different occasions just because they all bring something beautiful to the table that can help you, you know, get better as an athlete. And um, a lot of people are scared to go into the training room. And in my mind, the training room is a uh, necessity. You have to go in there and work on your body, especially when you're in year seven, eight, uh, whatever it is for me now. I don't I have no, I, I lost count. Um, but I, I appreciate, I, I enjoy going in there and getting the work done, knowing that it has to be done uh, weekly and it has to be done almost daily. Uh, so it just, Having having the uh, the luxury of, of of the 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 Kansas City Athletic Training Room, uh, Coach Barry Rubin, making sure that I'm getting the lifts in uh, and staying strong and keeping the the muscles firing and and uh, keeping the core engaged, uh, all of this means everything when it comes down to the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Uh, and and you know what I've um I've been so fortunate that uh, that I've had the same core group of guys both in the strength and conditioning aspect and in the athletic training room at Kansas city that uh, I've been able to play as long as I have and been able to play a lot of football games because of it. Well, and you're a blessing. I saw you, how hard you worked too last year and rehabbing from your surgery, May, June, July, March, April. But that begs the question. Now we're in this virtual stay at home world. How are you doing it to get ready for this year? Um, it's very unique. I'm taking most of it, uh, just taking the accountability and putting it on myself, knowing I can't get into the training room. I can't get into the facility as much as I would like. Um, but I, I've recently, I, I grabbed a home in October out here and uh, I was smart enough to throw a weight room in it and some rehab stuff in there as well. Uh, so I, I, I kind of hit quarantine running and uh, was able to, you know, uh, maintain my, uh, my training schedule and everything. Um, so it's just, it's, it's dealing with that, and at the same time, during these virtual meetings, making sure that you're you're dialed in and you're you're listening to what Coach Reed has, Coach Reed, Coach Bienemy, and everybody has to teach because we're gonna hit the ball, we're gonna hit the ground running once once everything gets going here, once they once they release us and let us get back in the facility, and uh, we're gonna have a lot of making up to do uh, in terms of just uh, being able to learn the offense by by going out and performing it. Well. This podcast is going to be you got to fight for the right to get ready. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. A different, little different mindset, but all in all, it's the same goal, baby. We're uh, we're geared up to to go ahead and run it back one more time. Thank you, my brother. It is great to see you, and uh, it's just a blessing and an honor to be around you. I'll see you someday in camp, but until then, let's win. Some, let's have some more of those parades and deals up on the stage. <laughs> all right, I'll take a one day by day. Happy yeah. birthday to Tyron Matthew out there. The voice is always good to see you, Mitch. So, I mean, as I said on that interview, he's going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's done stuff no tight end has ever done, any of them, uh, Sean. But you've got to admire Travis Kelsey in the way and what he did last year to do what he did and how he got ready. And if there's a guy that I trust to get ready for 2020 in this stay-at-home protocol, it's Travis Kelsey. 
Yeah, you talk about all the pressure. A guy in his shoes, um, people talking about who's the best tight end in the league. You know that the targets on your back coming is you're one of um, the, the MVP quarterback's favorite targets. You're going to get your targets. You're going to get your looks. Um, there was some concern about him fumbling early on in his career, but he seemed to handle all those things. And he handled it like a mature guy. He admitted it. He, he says, "Hey, man, it's a self I mean, I, I'm, I'm too careless with the ball. I got, I got to take this stuff more seriously, man. A, a lot of times, I'm out there joking around and playing around. I'm, I'm trying to play head games with the defender, and, and I'm, I'm losing the ball. And he took care of business when it came to that. So you're seeing him make small, small adjustments to even put himself at a, a at a more elite level than he already was before the start of the season." And we talk about the great tight end quarterback combos in Brady and Gronk come to mind, another reunited in Tampa Bay. But that's what we're getting from Mahomes and Kelsey. For two years, and now going into a third, I just get the sense that Mahomes knows how to better use him, knows more about Kelsey, but Kelsey also knows about Pat more. And those two, when they're in concert, are nearly unstoppable, particularly with all the other weapons on this team. Yeah, with all the other weapons – Whenever there's a time to bracket, we talk about a bracket coverage, you know, somebody right on Kelsey with some help from, from another uh, DB coming down. Um, that bracket coverage, it's almost impossible if you're running normal routes. If you're running basic, you know, any, any of the basic uh, stems from a tight end, the, the different routes, the route combinations, the, the bracket coverage pretty much takes you out of the, the mix. But what you've seen from Pat Mahomes and Kelsey is they've been so uh, on, on the same page even in bracket coverage, 15, 20 yards downfield, they're on a on such the same wavelength, they're still getting open. There is no defense, even bracket coverage, there is no defense that covers a perfectly timed pass with a perfectly ran route. And what Kelsey has been doing against man coverage, he's been he's been tweaking it. He, he takes an extra step, gives you an extra jab. Um, he thinks it makes you think he's going to bend it in, and then he zeroes out. So he's been doing things that him and Pat, and these things are, are on the fly. These things are so ab lib. When you watch the film, he's not even running the same route twice anymore. So um, those two, like I said, they're seeing something on a whole nother level, and that makes him almost unguardable in man coverage. It's impressive to see it. The other thing is, if I'm on a bracket, Kels, I don't have 15 dudes on the field. <laughs> what am I going to do with these other guys? Bracketing takes two guys out, basically. If I'm going to you know, bracket, at the very least, i got to like keep one eye on Kels and who else is flying by me. So, Kelsey, And here's the thing I've seen when I watch video. Kelsey doesn't get frustrated. If he's getting bracketed and held, and sometimes he gets frustrated. This is where he's improved. Remember, he got the penalties a couple years yeah. ago, um, and th- so he did get frustrated. But... He's gotten better when he's getting pulled and tugged and yanked around that he doesn't get frustrated because he knows what? Somebody else is getting open. Yeah. And, and and other guys get open because Kelsey gets so much attention. Now, I want to pivot here in this discussion. So in this Defending the Kingdom uh, show, we are it's you got to fight for your right to get ready. Featuring Travis Kelsey's work to get ready for 2019 is a remarkable season of playing all 19 games, missing none of it. Uh, and fighting his way through with a, I mean, just warriored up. Okay. Now let's talk about the other side of this, because this becomes a pertinent discussion, whether it's the chiefs or the other 31 teams, because basically you're relying on me and I'm relying on you to do what you need to do to get ready on your own. I can have virtual meetings and show you the plays that we've added and have a virtual OTA session, but I'm not taking, I can't take you out on the field and work you out. 
What's the other side of this? In your experiences in this league, when you see players who do not get ready physically or mentally for a season? Man, I've had a, a locker room full of guys that talk a great game, but when it came time to actually go out there and get the work done, do the extra work, um, meet at 6 a.m. instead of 7 a.m. to get a workout in, stay after to catch the balls on the jug drill, um, as a linebacker, working your, your shed and uh, how to get off blocks on the, on, the hit, on the hit machine and stuff like that. Uh, from a player to a player, it's very easy to see which guys are putting in the extra work, which guys came in shape. Um, when I played for Coach Reed at, at Philly, we used to do a uh, 110 drill. Um, so you had to do 16 110s at a certain time. And um, the guys that came in shape, I mean, could fly through it, barely hardly, hardly, hardly breathing hard. But then there was a few guys that came in every year, and around number 10, you saw them holding their hips, uh, laying out, they, you know, I need three, four Gatorades. They barely made it, and you knew they was going to have such a struggle trying to get themselves in shape to play high-level football all camp long. And those are the guys that always came up with a pull hamstring, a tweaked ankle, something during training camp because they mentally, physically, uh, and like you say, even emotionally, they were not ready for the rigors of an NFL um, training camp. When did you do those gassers? You said at the beginning of camp? Yeah, that, day one. You, you check yeah. in, put your clothes in uh, in the dorm, and then you meet out on the field. Uh, time to run, to run in the conditioning test. Here's what I love about him. He's still doing that. You know, <laughs> the, the last OTA session of the summer, when they do, uh, in the past, when they've done veterans uh, camp, a mini camp before camp, nobody can, every, he clears everybody out of there. I, I know what's going on because the players are all dying when they come off. Um, but that's when I always say a prayer. That's like, to me, like the real start of the season is when that happens. Now, is that going to happen now in this environment? I don't know. When does that happen? But he'll run those. Because he tells them that's the first thing you're going to do when you come to St. Joe. Yeah. And so that warning is given with the time that they have off. Now, who knows what that calendar is going to look like this year. But it's interesting you mentioned that because it triggers that he still does that. Okay. Now, let's take this discussion, and it gets even a little more serious. Because uh, Rick Burkholder is just phenomenal as the Chiefs head athletic trainer, um, vice president for performance and whatever his title is, but he deserves it. Uh, but he brought up 2011, and the, and the NFL is working really hard now. All 32 athletic training departments in this league are working with the league. Because here's where this gets really interesting and serious. Because that year, you remember, in 2011, uh, if you had a signed contract as a veteran, you didn't come into camp till almost a week late. Mm. And everybody, most everybody showed up late uh, to start camp. Shop in that season to begin the season, soft tissue injuries were up something like 75%. Now, we're talking soft tissue injuries here. And one of the issues that the league had that year were Achilles issues. Mm -hmm. And so here we are in this environment who's doing what basically on their own, but it can get serious when you look at the most uh, intense soft tissue injuries. Man, that soft tissue injury is something that's been a concern of mine for years. You see, um, every time the, the CBA gets redone, it's like we're, we're taking away practice opportunities. We're taking away padded practices. We're taking away guys' ability to train at what they're getting paid to do. And then we expect them to be able to put on a helmet, put on pads and everything, go 100 miles an hour, and no one gets hurt. The, the amount of time knees hit thighs and, and people get kicked in the shins, and um, like you say, with the Achilles, 
Um, you hate to see a ruptured Achilles. Uh, those ticking time bombs, if you don't keep those ligaments long and limber, if you don't keep your, your, your joints nice and flexible and, and oiled and, and, and just reacting, and that's why the only really way to play football or practice it is to play it. You have to play with your pads on, knees bent. You got to strike on the rise. Um, all the things you see happening on game day, guys have to be put in an environment so they can go practice those things. And that's why when you hear guys talking about Andy Reid's training camp, you hear about, uh, they, they, they call it the, uh, the red period or the gold period. It's the, the cat, special cat. That's what it's called. Special, uh, special cat. cat. That's live. That's, that's real football. That's yep. uh, everything but the score is being kept. Um, taking it down to the ground. Um, turning stripping the ball out. So when that special cat period, that's the that's the time you got to really hone in on your skills and abilities and play live football. But if that's the only time you're doing it, man, you're, you're really exposing yourself to a lot of what you call soft tissue injuries, things that can lead to a major injury later on in the year. And for Coach Reed, you know, he's as new school as any new school dude you want to find in football. He'll new school you all day. But there's enough old school in him with those special cats He's so old school, he's new school. Because I really think that gives the teams, uh, this this team, an advantage. We'll close this way. And we heard Coach say it during our uh, coverage when we revealed, uh, last week we revealed the schedule, that he said, I'm, we're getting great participation in this, these virtual OTAs, like 100%, over 100%. We've mentioned this over the last several weeks, you and I both, whether on this Defending the Kingdom podcast or other uh, outlets that we're on. The continuity, the consistency, and the communication. And part of that is the accountability. How much of this is there's enough of a core with the 20 to 22 starters back, most of the teams coming back, all of the coaches are coming back. That's right. If you're Sean Barber and you played on this team last year, how much do you know what to expect to do? If I'm not doing this on May the 14th, then I'm going to pay the price. But I know what coach wants me to do. How much of that is a factor here in being successful in this offseason to lead to the 2020 season whenever we play it? Man, there's so many different scenarios that players have to deal with. Um, going to a new team, learning a new playbook, a new a coaching staff comes in. Um, how is this practice going to be? The tempo of the drills. You, you don't really feel comfortable with the team until almost about week three or four. It's three. It's almost a month into the regular season before you really know how your team is and what the coaching staff is. Um, then you got to think about your, the bye week coming. Is the coach going to be a guy that gives you the bye week? So, so you're constantly having all kind of distractions distract you from what you should be focusing on, which is winning ball games. But here in Kansas City, like you said, the consistency in the players, the roster, the coaching staff, even the people making the calls, the scouts in the front office, that has been consistent over the last two seasons and is just coming off of what you call a championship run. So we're not starting back at week one. It's almost like we're, we're starting at week 21 on, on a 40-week schedule. So we're just going to continue to kind of uh, um, leave from where we just took off. Um, yeah, shine up the trophy, um, put it all away, let, you know, all the celebration, all the confetti. Let's put that away for right now. We got to go back to work. But it's not like we're starting – uh, from ground zero again. This thing gets started off where we left off. Um, hopefully the offense, defense, special teams, all on one accord with a clear vision uh, is the one thing that you know Coach Reed has the guys, and that's running it back, going back to back. But you said something that I think is an element here about four paragraphs ago. You said, hey, 
we're supposed to get together at seven, but we're going to get together at six uh, to, to work out and get this ahead of the curve. If I know shops there at six and I know he's going to be there at six, I don't have to guess. How much does that encourage me that I'm going to be there with shop at six o'clock? I think of the Tyron Matthews and the Kelsey's and the others here. If you're there at six working out, then I'm thinking I'm going to get my butt there at six o'clock, too. Man, all these veterans, all these guys in the top 100 uh, players of the league, they get there early because it, 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 if you're a young guy and you enter this team and you want to get Tyron Matthews ear, you want to get uh, Travis Kelsey's ear, if you want to know what uh, um, Tyreek Hill is thinking, it's not don't, don't come to me during our practice hours. Don't come to me from eight to five. You know, I'm going to be here at six. Get here at 540. Beat me here. Beat me into the building. Then I'll spend time talking to you. We can get to know each other. You can find out what I do a little bit extra. But, hey, once once the bell whistles, the whistle blows, and it's time to go to work, I'm about my business. I'm about doing what I got to do to get prepared. And then, hey, once the whistle blows, it's five. Hey, we call it a day. Then we can spend some extra time. But for work, after work, that's when you kind of find out what these guys are made of. And if you're a young guy and you're trying to make an impression on Pat Mahomes and says, hey, man, I deserve the ball, too. You better get here early, and you better stay late. Well, here we go. We get asked every day, and that's why we wanted to focus this edition of Defending the Kingdom on what does a virtual OTA workout look like. And all we have to do is look back last year at what Travis Kelsey did get ready to play in the season that he had. Okay, shop, we carry on, brother. Prayers up. Uh, yes, sir. We're going to get through this. We say it every week, but we're going to get through it and keep grinding. But you got to fight for your right to get ready. Thanks for listening to the Chiefs Official Podcast Network. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins in Arrowhead. 